Welcome back to Science Fiction. I am Salim Silverwala, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and host, Carl Eames. Carl, how are you doing today? You're looking clean, my, my man. Oh, thank you. I took a shower, and uh, <laughs> as we just mentioned, I just cut my hair yesterday. So, um, yeah, just just trying to clean up a bit. That's all. Nice. Uh, except for me, I'm, I haven't taken care of my beard and in like two weeks, I don't think I need to. I need to clean that bad boy up. Um, how are you, man? How was uh, how was your work day? How was your weekend? How was uh, everything going for you? Uh, well, uh, didn't work today though. I've been uh, pretty busy the last couple of days. Like I really need a day off, day off, but I'm just not gonna get one uh, for a while apparently. So. Um, but yeah, work's been busy, relatively busy and, uh, in a good way. So I'll nice. be back at it tomorrow and, uh, try to, you know, get, make some good money tomorrow. And cause I got so much stuff to pay for this month. It's actually ridiculous. It's like everything in, in the world is trying to take money from me. And like, <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, like I'm, I'm making enough money to, that it might work out, but you know, I don't want to use credit cards for every single thing in the world, but, um, just trying to get there, trying to figure it out again. Like yeah, you know, yeah. I, told you I just bought the car. So my car payments right. is, is higher now. So I got all that stuff to worry about on top of C2E2 and, uh, me, maybe, I don't know yet. That's like literally a, the day before I'll figure it out. Um, and other things that I'm paying for, you know, it's just like, eh, why? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I hear you on the day off. I, I decided to take Monday off. Just I needed a break because I haven't taken a day off since like a vacation, not kind of like weekends, but mm-hmm. a, a day off since um the end of the year. So well, since you're, like, you're like two week vacation. Yeah. So I just feel like kind of feel like take a little break uh, just to kind of unwind. Um, 
So I have a long weekend coming up. But yeah, outside of that, I'm doing pretty well as well. Um, been rewatching uh, Spider Man animated series because I'm a nerd and I like to rewatch. <laughs> I, I rewatched X Men's 90s X Men uh, animated series and then uh, decided to pop in. Um, to, to like to this day, I, can't, I still can't decide. I think maybe it's because of nostalgia more so, but I, it's still my favorite Spider Man. Like I like Spectacular Spider Man. I think that was well done. Um, I didn't like Ultimate Spider Man. Like the first season's okay, but after that, it just gets I didn't care for it. Um, and then I, I haven't really watched the other two. I know there's like two other ones that I haven't mm-hmm. really sat through and watched, which I'll try to do at some point. But yeah, the '90s one is just the best still, and I think it's also because it's also the longest too. Like it's the longest running one, I think. Yeah, I um, think so. That it has a good amount of. Uh, <clears throat> like meat and potatoes in it and does a decent I mean it's not exactly like the comics obviously because they take liberties but I mean fairly decently close to the comments comics so uh, that original um, Amazing Spider-Man comics I should say not the any rebooted versions or whatever but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I remember I, I was mentioning before that I'm going to be watching or started watching all of the Spider-Man on uh, yeah. Plus. So currently I'm on Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So I did take right. a, a little bit of a break there, uh, but finishing up the Spider-Man series, which came out before amazing friends um, that was much better than the Spider-Woman show. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but it's still like in the same kind of vein. What's one, one though uh, I will note though, um, because like the Spider-Woman show had, only about you know i think it was 12 or 13 episodes and maybe two or three of them had like a well-known major villain in it and then the rest of them were just like made for that show um but the spider-man series that came out after spider-woman but before amazing friends it's all for the most part well-known uh villains from his rogues gallery plus a lot of dr doom uh he's in like five or six episodes uh, but one of the best episodes, I watched it last week, it's awesome. If you like cheesy, campy stuff still, which I know you, you didn't like those those older ones. But there's this one episode where um, Chameleon is featuring the Chameleon as uh, mm-hmm. the villain. So first they're saying, um, I forget the, the premise. He's He's like with his crazy girlfriend. So she's like actually no that's a different one i'm sorry i'll take that back anyway the chameleon one is he is he dresses up as uncle ben and then he uses his machine to pretend to be the ghost of uncle ben because he's you know he's dead and he right. haunts aunt may and he hmm. aunt may is like he's telling aunt may i you know i'm only dead because of spider-man it's his fault if it wasn't for spider-man i'd still be alive i won't be able to rest until spider-man is taken out for good so aunt may is like okay ben i'll make sure that spider-man you know she she turns literally like evil like because of this she becomes (laughs) like an evil like super villain in this episode and she has like this evil you know evil smirk and stuff like that she like she looks legit she tries to (laughs) um because of course 
she <laughs> she tells Peter, "Hey, bring Spider Man. I you know have I want to meet him and stuff." So he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll go get him." So he leaves, and Spider Man comes, and they, they say, "Oh, clean up, you know, pick up uh, the couch so I can clean underneath. Oh, do all this stuff around the house. Here, have some milk and cookies. I'm gonna you know you know have that." So she puts poison in the milk, and <laughs> he he's about to drink it, and is like. Uh, Oh, spider sense! Like something's wrong with him. Something's—I don't know what's going on. He's about to drink it; it slips out of his hand, and then uh, it's just like fizzing and stuff. She's like, "Oh, there's something wrong with this milk. Maybe it's spoiled." So he comes back the next day. She's got acid. She's like in his laboratory making acid, and it's just like <laughs> testing it out, and, and it's like melting through the floor and stuff. And so she's trying to use that, and it didn't work out. And then the next day. She's like, oh, let's go to the Statue of Liberty. She's like, okay, I'm going to push him off the Statue of Liberty. He's going to fall to his death. <laughs> and like, she's like literally plotting everything. And then she ends up slipping and falling. And then she ends up falling off the Statue of Liberty. And he has to save her. And it's just like over and over. She's like trying to like actively kill Spider-Man. It's amazing. <laughs> it hilarious. is by far the best episode. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, it's, it's one of the 80s ones, 80s shows? Yeah, 81. That's crazy. Right before um, Amazing Spider-Man. That's or or Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll get into I'm going to start The Last of Us sooner, soon here, but yeah, I've been just kind of getting into my comfort zones and re-watching things. Um, but yeah, we have, uh, we have a pretty... Good show. I mean, again, I say this every week. We have a good show today. We have some new fun topics to go over. We both saw 65. Um, so we're gonna talk about that later. Uh, but we do have a couple of quick fast flicks that we want to uh hammer out really quick. So if you want to uh, go ahead and play our fast flicks uh intro and then we can get into it. So, our first Fast Flake. So, it was officially has been announced that James Gunn is going to be directing the Spider, uh, Spider-Man uh, Superman Legacy uh, movie. So, like, we all know he's been writing the script for the last six months. So, he's doing full control as far as directing and writing uh, for the show. And, I mean, this is not surprising, obviously, because we know... We know we knew he like as far as him being in charge of like the 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 vision. We knew he was gonna get involved in directing some of these movies as well. Um, and you figure with Superman being like the most important character like ever, not only for DC but like in general comic book history, um, or the biggest, not um, most important is relative, I suppose, but like the biggest character in comic history he would want to you know control that and and put his vision to that and especially how excited he was about it so uh yeah that that was announced today what are your general thoughts any like overall uh comments that you had or anything like that yeah i would i would say he is the biggest super superhero of all time i mean he is the first one and without superman we wouldn't be here doing stuff like this um in general but yeah uh, like i said it's, it's kind of not much of a surprise but it's still like it, it was uh, undecided whether or not if he was going to do it and i think it's 
still the best call. I would like to see what a James Gunn inspired Superman would look like. Um, not just in the writing, but visually as well. Uh, which does, I mean, again, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's very much identified by its its style, both in its music and its pre- presentation. I expect there to still be like great music chosen for this movie. Not like this 70s, 80s love affair sort of thing. Um, not necessarily mean that he won't pick music from that era for the movie, but I just think that we can kind of trust the, the music taste of James Gunn to pick something that's going to look good and, and sound good and all of it going to uh, look good on screen together and be, and be a good present presentation as well as I think he will still, you know, just personal opinion, lean into the campiness of comic books in particular with Superman, because you have like characters like Jimmy Olsen, which I don't even remember if was he in uh, Man of Steel at all. Um, he was, he okay. was, he was. So he's in the first, not Man of Steel, I don't think, but he was in um, the Batman, a Batman versus Superman. Um, okay. So he's that character that remember when Lois is in the desert, um, and she like she goes to interview like that. Uh, the leader of the terrorist organization or whatever the one guy that the photographer that shows up at first uh, the the, um and he's like and he has like the little tracker and his ends up having like they find out he has a tracker or something in his camera um that's jimmy olsen Mm, okay well yeah Jimmy Olsen having a much more significant role in right would, would be making more sense not that he has to be like you know, saving the day or mm-hmm. be, you know, a central, central focus, but just, he is an important character in the Superman lore with Lois Lane um, and, and a handful of others. But I would think something like that, you can just lean into that character. Cause again, character is, is mostly pretty silly kind of like kind of sometimes comic relief, just sometimes just there, like throughout the history, he actually has just been really goofy. But yeah. you know, I don't, I don't expect it to be like Guardians of the Galaxy. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't expect the movie to be that. But just in general, to have a different approach from what Zack Snyder had is what I expect, and uh, make it a little bit lighter, and to lean into Superman being a good guy and inspiring, and so on, stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, like just a lighter tone movie, like make superman a boy scout because that's what he is he's like a very uh he doesn't have like a darkness you know that's how he's portrayed originally like there is darker sides of superman later in the series like like when there's stuff that happens but not not right away like he he's generally you know he's a very clean you know character as far as everything is concerned and i think that's what james gunn said he wanted to kind of go back to like the um the originality of superman and and kind of do that like he talked about like mind podcast uh like you know um the uh what's his name um Perry white all those characters being really heavily involved in the ins and outs and obviously clark kent um i'm hoping like he he gets somebody that can portray Clark Kent 
and Superman like as two separate characters, like because really they are in in a sense because like Clark Kent behaves a certain way, a certain like a, a country boy, like kind of like a you know people think he's like a you know a hillbilly you know country boy little guy that no one can he's not really like you know as like statured as Superman like there's a difference and how they're how they how, how each one behaves so obviously because you know Clark doesn't want people to know he's Superman it's not only the glasses it's the whole persona of Clark Kent that's supposed to some sway people from realizing who he is um but yeah so I'm hoping you know it'll be interesting to see that that different vision um hopefully you know once we find out I'm sure they'll start casting at some point, like in the next six months, I would guess. I don't know if they're, um, how, how far he's along in the script as far as how, like, I know he's been writing it like for six months, but we don't know like if, if he's almost done, um, like where, where he's exactly at with it. So. Um, yeah. And just, just a reminder, yeah. the Superman, the movie is called Superman legacy. It comes out July 11th, 2025. So I'd expect that casting to be relatively soon, like by the summer, because they'll probably announce it at Comic Con. I would, I would expect, and have him, have whoever on stage at that point, and then um, they can start filming because they'll, they'll, you know, it's two years and a couple months away, but it still takes time to film and do no, right. editing and stuff like that. So I would imagine they want to get going pretty soon on right. production. And then the actor has to like kind of get do his physical um that, yeah. makeover and all that stuff to if they're know. not already ripped. Right. Uh but yeah, um yeah, so that was announced. Uh any final thoughts before we move on into our next one? It's good. Uh, all right. So the next uh one we will mention, we we've kind of mentioned this before, but they were redoing Hellboy. Um and they finally cast the leading role of Hellboy, uh, which will be Jack Kessie, who's going to take over the role after Ron, Ron Perlman, who was the original Hellboy in, in the first movies. And then the last remake was David Harbour. Uh, now, Kessie is best known for playing Black Tom in Deadpool 2. And he's also been in movies like 12 Strong and Baywatch, um, as well as Claws in the scene. So... He's not like a big, I guess he's not, yeah, he's really not a big named actor, obviously. He's kind of an, a growing uh, person that's adding to his resume. Um, obviously, the, the only one I recognize is Black Tom and Deadpool 2. But yeah, this this looks like, and, and, and in general, the other thing I noticed too, like they're going younger with, I don't know, if intentionally, but they're going younger with uh, him as far as, uh, I remember Ron Perlman was like, I think in his late forties when they picked him. Um, I, David Harbour was, I think, I think he's forty-seven now. When when did that movie come out? Like two years ago, like forty-five. But uh, Jack uh, Jack Cassie is like thirty-six years old, so they're they've gone younger in that route as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on on this um, choice? Um. Again, I it's been a while since I've watched Deadpool 2, but I'm pretty sure that role of Black Tom is very, very minimal. So um, if anything, it, was, it might just been in the background. I, I don't remember 
um, that much. But I think Black Tom was just not like maybe a couple seconds on screen. So um, in general, the like what he's done, I've never seen him do anything other than other than Black Tom. So um, I don't have anything to say about any his his performance or uh, his capabilities or anything like that. We'll we'll see. Um, it was a rather quick turnaround anyway, just because I remember when we first talked about it, it was they were announcing that the movie was like going to happen. And that was about a month ago, but they hadn't right. cast anyone. And but they announced that the production was going to start next month. So they like, OK, well, if they don't have anyone cast. They got to do it now. So, yeah, this right. this uh, casting happened about a week ago. Uh, yeah, a little over maybe yeah. two weeks ago. Um, so yeah, it, they're, they're getting it going. Um, I don't necessarily like the, the pace of all of this. It feels like it, they're rushing through. So that's in, in general, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or good, but for me personally, I would think it's, you know, not necessarily going to be the highest, uh, uh, invested in, in, in type of project here. They're just like a quick cash grab sort of vibe to it. But, um we'll see again uh i don't know anything about the actor and you know obviously the movie hasn't started filming yet so we can't judge it until it comes yeah 100 percent um it was funny you know i was kind of looking when when i saw when he sent that picture in of him i don't and i didn't really look at the other pictures um because i remember him in, in deadpool but uh, he looked a little different in that um but in here for some reason i feel like he looks kind of like ryan gosling in this picture a little bit, yeah. I um, mean, yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Um, so, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. I like I was trying to envision him as a in red with horns, uh, sod down. I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I can probably see it. Maybe I don't know. I was like, we'll see. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, I, it's like I, I like the thing with what Hellboy too. I'll say this: like, there's not like a like I don't rot like. I really like Ron Perlman, uh, the first two movies, but it's not like he has like Hellboy in a, in a grasp or like a, like it's not like, you know, like Batman, like Michael Keaton, like was Batman and, or Christian Bale is Batman. And we, we we're very familiar with like certain, like, okay, well, it's, it's hard to see another person playing Batman or, or it's hard to see another person playing Hellboy. And you know what I mean? So I think mm -hmm. that'll be an a, a easy obstacle for him to overcome where it's not like, you know, people are stuck on who a certain person being Hellboy. Um, so that's, that should be, that should be interesting for him. Um, any final thoughts before we move on? I am real quick looking up what he looked like in um, Deadpool 2. He was the guy with the dreads. So I'm going to put that up really quickly. I just downloaded it. Um, let's see, make sure I got the right picture. This guy. Oh, yeah. So I don't remember how long he was on screen for, um, but it was definitely short. Um, but yeah, that was Black Tom in Deadpool 2. I, I still actually find it weird that I've only watched Deadpool 2 just once. Uh, I, I I own it and, and everything. I can watch it whenever I want. But yeah, I yeah, just watch it once. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, I didn't like it as much as Deadpool one, but it was still it was still a solid movie. 
Yeah. Um, better than a lot of the X-Men stuff that Fox has done in general. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, let's move on to our next and final fast flick. Um, it's kind of tied together, both this fast flick. So uh, it was finally announced a couple of things of updates about Daredevil uh, Born Again. Uh, the first, the big one was John Bernthal is returning as Punisher and 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 for the for the show um so he'll he'll join obviously charlie cox vincent d'onofrio in the series and that begins shooting this month in new york um and it's so they're like originally like so when they announced they're doing born again you know people kind of speculated what is it about like that uh frank miller series where All right, looks like, uh, I don't know if Salim can hear me. Uh, we just lost Salim. He's frozen right now, so I think he was mid-sentence there. Um, there, there, he and there he is. There he is. Yeah, you got happened. frozen there. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, but, yeah, they were announcing. There you go. What I was saying is what, so, like, we were wondering, is it born again, like, off of that, exactly off of that comic? And then, obviously, um, Charlie Cox mentioned like they're just calling it Born Again because it's kind of like a reboot of Born Again of from the Netflix series. It's not going to be about exactly from the comics. Like it might, it'll probably still factor in Daredevil versus Kingpin, which is that's what that uh, Born Again series is about. But like the overall theme and, and storyline is different. And this adds more credence to it because Punisher is not part of that. Uh, kind of books series. He never appears in that. So him showing up in this is is definitely a sign that yeah they're definitely doing something different uh, from what they uh, originally intended. Um, so what before we at, mention the other uh, news about Born Again, what are your thoughts of obviously them bringing back uh, Frank Castle uh, or John Bernthal as Frank Castle? Um, just just what I expected. I mean, I didn't. If anything, like it was either bring John Berthold back to play Punisher or don't bring back Punisher at all. So it was going to be one or the other. Um, it's not that he couldn't, not not that the character couldn't be recast. It's just more of uh, one. People already have the expectation for all of these characters, all of these actors to come back and uh, play the same roles. And John Berthold did such a fantastic job. Um, but also the punisher in and of itself like how i mean we were already like remember years ago we were wondering how they could even do the punisher on disney plus without it being like super violent and things like that um we're still at this point where we're not sure exactly how violent born again is going to be and um right. uh, you know seeing the punisher involved is interesting right like because right. Like, does that mean he's going to be shooting folks? <laughs> is it going to be really yeah. bloody and stuff? Or is it, or is it going to be a, more of a PG-13 version of The Punisher? But him being there is still interesting enough. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We're, we're still on hold because Moon Knight didn't really do it for us. Uh, Werewolf by Night had its creative censoring uh, to it. 
and but it really wasn't all that because again it was more creatively done and yeah we, we're still holding out on, on with blade and this to see whether or not things are going to get uh, more mature in its uh, violent uh, expression yeah i would hope they don't tone it down too much it'll be kind of like especially because what we know <laughs> what punisher was like in the netflix series for them to make it so even just PG-13 would be kind of like a letdown um, to that kid, to, to what it was and how, why that show was so popular is because it was just like such a gritty, um, you know, interpretation of P- Punisher. And not to say that's not how Punisher is in the comics, because he is, and especially a lot of different storylines has him, you know, show, shows him like that. But yeah, it's... Um, It'll be interesting, like I said, you know, we'll see who else shows up. I know moving on, uh, more news on Daredevil. Uh, they had uh, officially announced that they are recasting, um, obviously, one of the characters. So the person who played Vanessa in the original Netflix series was Ayelet Zarur. Um, she is that person on we're seeing on the left. She played uh, Vanessa in the Netflix series and is going to be recast um, by uh, Sandrine Holt. So the person on the right we're showing, Sandrine Holt, is going to be the new Vanessa. Um, it's interesting because I know Vincent D'Onofrio had kind of um, campaigned in a way, like I, like for for the original Vanessa Aguilar to uh, come back and, and play Vanessa, um, and obviously they decided to recast this. Um, it's it, like the the big characters so far they've seemed to brought brought back from uh, from the Netflix stuff. Obviously, like with Charlie Cox because he was a, such a great Daredevil, um, Vincent D'Onofrio because he he was actually you know, owned uh, Kingpin as a character. So it'd be kind of hard to, you know, recast him. Um, and he was such a great, he did such a great job with it. And then obviously with Punisher, uh, John Bernthal also the same way. He was just such a big, you know, fan favorite in a sense. Like they probably didn't want to go the route of recasting those characters and make people mad and just completely want to be against the reboot and and, and the new vision or whatever, but um, this is the first recast they've done really so far. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Did you, like, I know you're a big fan of the Netflix uh, Daredevil. Um, what are your thoughts on them recasting this? I know there are a lot of people that are upset and there are, there are other things that people are upset about, which we'll get into shortly as well. But uh, what are your thoughts on this one as, as far as the recasting is concerned? Yeah, very into the Netflix Daredevil, definitely the best show of the bunch. But also, I was very into Vanessa. She was one of my favorite characters, uh, played by name who's I will not butcher because I don't know. But the original Vanessa, I loved her dearly. And uh, I was literally yesterday having a Twitter discussion with one of uh, my mutuals uh on there uh because she, she was talking about this um because she she didn't know at first she was just like rambling off and then oh she realized oh they recast vanessa and i noticed her talking about it and, like we were going back and forth on how uh how much we were in love with her uh 
but yeah, like that's it's disappointing. But we we don't want just to officially throw it out, or we don't know why she's not coming back. We don't know if it's a yeah, Marvel decision no or hers. Um, right. So yeah, it, I mean it's officially done that she's not going to be coming back. It's just we don't know why, and that's a little sad. But um, you know, no judgment or anything on the new Vanessa. I do find it interesting though that they found it important that Vanessa was important enough to bring back instead of because again if. Uh, they if say the original Vanessa didn't want to come back or they felt that she wasn't good enough or they didn't have a role for her or whatever, uh, then they could have just not had Vanessa. Like it's not like Vanessa is so important to every story in Kingpin that she has to be there. Uh, she just kind of shows up every once in a while in comic books. And in fact, she's actually more has more appearances probably on the show than she does in the comic books in all of comic yeah. book history. So she's not that important to the comic book uh, in general. So, but they feel that she's important enough for the show that they need to recast her and continue to tell stories about uh, with involving her. So I find that interesting right. in, in and of itself. And in, in to the, the most I've read in the comics, she doesn't even really approve of his like, like his him being the kingpin, like it's she's not like, you know, she she prefers she actually leaves him at one point in the comics, um, because of his um his underground, uh, you know, being like the kingpin and all that stuff, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I said, you know, they're they're doing they're recasting some of the smaller roles and the other, um. Announcement was made that there, you know, Deborah Ann Wool and Eldon Henson, who played Karen Page and Foggy Nelson respectively, um, are not being brought back. Um, now it hasn't really been announced that the characters of uh, Karen Page and Foggy Nelson are not going to be part of the show. That's like not been that I've seen at least. I don't know if you saw it differently, but um, that that I've seen that they, it hasn't said those characters won't be in it. But it's at least it says so far that. Uh, Deborah Ann Wool and Foggy Nelson are not, or Foggy Nelson, um, Eldon Henson are not going to be part of this show, or at least this Born Against a first season of who knows if they'll have a second season or not. But um, that obviously upset a lot of people, uh, and I think for good reason because, like, I was personally really hoping both those two actors would be back because they were so influential on that show, especially Karen Page. Um, or not Karen, Deborah Ann Wool as Karen Page. She was hugely influential, not only mm -hmm. for Daredevil, but also for Punisher. Um, so it's, it's. I'm hoping, like, I don't know if it's, if they're just waiting on those things because they start shooting. So I like, it's kind of, you know, they're, they're starting shooting for the show. So you would think that it wouldn't be such a secret to bring back those characters. And, I'm, and you know, it's unfortunate that they are deciding to, like, not like move on from them or are deciding to move on from them um like that one for me personally was more upsetting over the vanessa one like like i liked vanessa in the netflix series um but i i wasn't like yeah i'm like that's fine it's if they recast her but um and not to say like they've recast these other two characters uh it'll be interesting that if they're not even part of this like foggy and and Karen are not part of Born Again in general. Like, I'm kind of rambling going back for it, but if, if I remember, because I've read Born Again, and and Karen is 
much different in Born Again. So the reason, the the theme around Born Again is basically Karen Page um, is really down on her times. I think she had become like a porn star or something like that. And she had become like a heroin addict, if I remember correctly. And she basically outs Daredevil's identity or Matt Murdock, his Daredevil, to like to like to tablet for money or whatever um and that's how everyone and then and then when kingpin finds out he basically you know ruins matt murdoch's life um you know because he's he's able to do that and that's how and and born again is but obviously they're not going directly through the comics they're uh, the theme of the comics so they're doing a different storyline and it's interesting that supposedly these two characters are not going to be part of the show. What What are your thoughts on it? Like, like I said, I know I'm, I was pretty uh, like surprised and upset that they weren't bringing those two back in. So what are your thoughts as far as uh, those two characters are concerned? Yeah. I also loved Karen, uh, Deborah walls, uh, Karen page, um, both in the daredevil and, and because she was also in the punisher series as well. So it's they, you know, Punisher and and, right. and Karen were uh, working together. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But I mean, like as far as what you're referencing, what they're saying, they're you're referring to the call sheet for the show. I don't know exactly how call sheets work personally. I don't know if it's an episode thing or for the entire series or what exactly they entail but they seem to list all the characters and the actors playing uh, those characters on there. And like I said, Deborah wall and um, forget his name again, the person playing foggy Nelson uh, were not on this call sheet. So, uh, but I wonder if that call sheet just didn't have them on there and those characters also not on there, or if those characters are on there. I mean, we don't see the actual call sheet. We can't actually talk about, exactly what's on it because we can't see it ourselves and i do wonder again how that works um exactly because maybe they show up later uh maybe it's just you know whoever is seeing this call sheet and talking about it without actually showing it um wasn't able to see the entire thing stuff like that i don't i don't like to go off of stuff like this too much just because i don't want to um just in case it's not factual like just in case there's some things that are left out or obscured because of course there's always their secrets not that deborah or karen or foggy are the most secretive characters or need to be hidden or anything like that but um still just in general i will you know wait and see if they don't show up if they do i mean i want them there of course everyone wants them there they're very important um but also, just in general, like Rosario Dawson is not on there. As far as I understand, they would probably would have said that she would be coming back. I'm pretty sure she's done with all of the Marvel stuff. Uh, right. She ended with Luke Cage. Um, but she was important, too. She was very important to all of the Netflix series. So um, they can exist without them. They can exist without Karen Page. They can exist without Foggy. Um I do want to note that from what we're referencing, uh, it does say that there, this call sheet also has 
Michael Gandolfini and the Margarita Rivieva that whose roles are being kept under wraps. Right. Michael Gandolfini could possibly be a new Foggy Nelson. And I didn't even bother looking to see what Margarita looks like, um, who she is or anything like that. But who knows? Maybe she could be the next Karen Page. She is 42 years old. Um, yeah, maybe she is Karen Page is, is why they point that out. Maybe they recast them. Uh, so the characters could be coming back, but with new actors. Um, I don't think Michael Gandolfini would be, he's super young, 23. Um, I don't, I doubt they would, they're not going to cast him as Foggy Nelson. You never know. They're not. They're not. They're not, they're they're not, not saying that Foggy is twenty three when they do that. So it's, it doesn't know. matter. Like the, the the Charlie Cox and him look so different in age. I, I I highly doubt that they're casting him as Foggy Nelson. Tom Holland plays a high schooler, so that's I mean, all I'm saying. But him and Zendaya don't look like they're twenty years apart in age. So I mean, Charlie Cox does not look that old. No, I'm not saying he looks 20 years apart, but he clearly looks a lot older than Michael Gandolfini. I mean, Michael Gandolfini. I, I don't think they're. I, I'll be a very, very shocked if they're casting Michael Gandolfini, who's only 23 years old, as Foggy Nelson, who's supposed to be in his 40s. Um, but we'll find out. Um, we'll see. For sure. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, go ahead and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but if you want to go ahead and finish your. No, yeah, that's it. It's just, you know, what if that's the case? We don't know. I mean, we don't know. Again, we don't know everything on, on this call sheet or on the origins and how it was acquired, acquired or and all that stuff. So, uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, oh, we'll just gotta wait and be patient. Uh, another year, and we'll be watching it. Uh, for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, we'll find out what happens. Um, as far as those two characters in general are concerned. Um, and maybe maybe they'll they'll show up, you know, in a later part, um, because obviously this show is like 18 episodes long, which is like twice as long as any of the Marvel shows have been so far. So, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to you know cover. How how are they going to? Especially like we don't know how long each episode is going to be, too, right? Like, are they going to be like an hour long episode? Are they going to be 30 minute episodes? You know, we don't know. Um, so that's something to consider as well, like how much is going to be involved in general when they decide to um, decide to, you know, when they're done with this and we find out what like what the show is going to be entirely about, um, what characters in total are going to be involved. And like you said, the call sheet could be mislead, like misleading as far as uh, that was leaked, but then the, the rest of the cast hasn't really been, you know, disclosed yet. And uh, we haven't really had any comments from like Debran Bull and um, as far as, uh, and even um, Elton Henson, as far as, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed that I'm not back or something like that. Right. So it's not like they've confirmed that they're not part of the show. So you never know. Um, what happens as far as them them are concerned? Uh, any final thoughts before we get into our main uh, topic here? Only that uh, I will throw out there because we haven't said it before. 
Um, I do follow Kristen Ritter on Instagram, and she has been working out. Oh yeah, quite a bit that, lately. That and she's been actually picturing herself with uh, uh, Michael Coulter. Um, they had posted like that was like uh, his birthday or something. No, they were like they were coincidentally in the same place or something. That was a couple months ago. But yeah, uh, but they were, they were working out together, and it was like um, not working out at the gym. I think so. That's not what that was. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah. I, I thought it was that, but she she, mm-hmm. had, she put like the little d- devil slogan slogan. Like maybe she was trying to tease, um, you know, the daredevil uh, thing. So um, like a de- like a little devil emoji she used. So maybe she was trying to tease that you know they're going to be part of born again somehow. Who knows? We'll find out. Alrighty. Uh, but yeah, let's get into our fi- our main topic. Uh, so, like I said, you and I both watched sixty five. Um, that is the new Adam Driver movie uh, that came out this past week. Um, we have the official trailer, so we'll play that first uh, before we get into talking about uh, the movie and giving our thoughts on it. Run. <laughs> My name is Mills. I was the pilot of the ship. We've crash landed on an uncharted planet. We are the only survivors. I don't know where we are, but there's something out there. Something alien. Get to escape first. Escape pods. Location unknown. We need to be quiet. Quiet. And move. I need to get us home. Fun. Ready? Run! That was the trailer for 65. Um, so, Carl, I'll let you go first. Uh, what were your thoughts on the movie, uh, like, uh, when you watched it, um, as you got into it and all that? Um, as far as... All right, Salim, you faded out again, just to let you know. Um, you're frozen. But I will go ahead and start talking about 65. Um, so yeah, I saw it last week and honestly, I, I don't really like the movie. Um, just 
go ahead and get it out there that I didn't really care for the movie at all. Um, so that part part of it is because of uh, now I'll take my own blame for this is uh, I think maybe because the trailer that we just showed was I think the second trailer. Um, so the original trailer we watched here on Science Fiction uh, a couple months ago. And for whatever reason, I thought the um, the trailer was setting up this idea that it was different from what the actual movie was. So um, the actual movie is very much on a thriller side of things. It's, uh, and there's Salim. He's coming back to us. Give him a second there. Yeah, I don't know. What, uh, you, go ahead. What you, you were giving your thoughts on the, on the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I was telling everyone that I didn't really like it. I did not like it. Um, one of those things, this movie is, is this poster is saying is from the writers of A Quiet Place. I think that one of the reasons why I didn't like it, because I actually wish they talked more, uh, that there's more dialogue. And the <laughs> being that the writers of A Quiet Place uh, wrote this movie, it kind of makes sense why there wasn't much dialogue at least not much for me because you know obviously there wasn't a ton in that movie um which i don't think i've actually seen the quiet place but I, again i i know the idea is that you can't talk so um this was just adam driver's character interacting with the the young girl uh, i think her name was cola or something like that and yeah and she couldn't speak english well and that brings me to kind of the other issue that i had with the movie which i understand um they're going to speak english because this it's for um english-speaking audiences for american audiences and they're gonna um you know you gotta have it in a language for people to understand they have subtitles for the whole thing but my issue was this movie i thought was going to be humans in the future, like futuristic high tech, like say makeup year 2020, uh, 2035 or something like that. Uh, let's just say it's in the future and that these humans are traveling in space and then go through a wormhole or get hit by cosmic rays or whatever. This is all in my head because this is not what was in that trailer. And I don't know why I thought this, but I definitely think it's a better idea. But we'll just say they get hit by these cosmic rays or whatever, and then they end up crash landing. And like, oh, we're on Earth. But they get out and they realize that all the cities are gone. They're not on Earth. And then there's a bunch of dinosaurs and they realize that they're they went back in time 65 million years to before humankind. And the movie would have been about them trying to get back home to time travel, not because they're already on Earth. That's what I thought this movie was going to be from watching the first trailer. Not this one, but the original trailer. I don't know why I thought that way, but that's what I originally thought. And I wish this movie was that because in reality, the actual movie is these are the movie takes place 65 million years ago before humankind. And these are people that are not humans. They are technically aliens. They're from another galaxy, another planet. And they crash landed somehow on Earth 
before mankind. So these are human looking people, but they're not humans. And then they speak English and, or at least this guy speak English. And then the other one speaks a whole nother language. But one of the things that like, and, that, and that's fine. I get that. But one of the things that got me like messed up was they were using the metric system. Like there was like, Oh, it's like, you know, 20 kilometers away or whatever it is. I'm like, wait a second. Like, come on. Like I get, you have to speak English, but you couldn't make up a different unit of measurement, just so, just something, just so it's not that because they're not humans. They didn't develop kilometers or anything like that. They they have futuristic guns. They have the futuristic spaceships, and they have all of the stuff. But they you're still using kilometers. Uh, like, how could you develop that? That's a human thing, and there's just too much of it. They, you could have just made them humans instead of saying that they're from another planet and they're crash landing on earth um so it kind of messed me up right um not just that part but that is just an example of something that i didn't like about the movie um another thing is in general i was i guess i wasn't expecting it to be the thriller that it was because like i said there won't there wasn't a whole lot of dialogue between the characters and maybe jurassic park and jurassic world has messed up my uh, perception of what what movies with dinosaurs would be about but i would think there would be some sort of awe like some sort of uh scientific des- desire to figure out where they are and what these creatures are because in in general i think every single dinosaur in the movie was pretty murderous like they were all just trying to kill them except for that one that got stuck in the tar pit that they helped Um, get out and then it got murdered immediately after they helped it out of the tar pit so i'm like okay they're going for the thriller they're going for like a horror type of thing as opposed to it being you know some dinosaurs are bad and some dinosaurs are good there was like no other like innocent plant eating dinosaur at all in this uh in this movie so I kind of wanted that. I wanted them to be curious. I wanted them to to explore. And that's why I wish they had a bigger cast because then he could have talked to all of them and they all could have shared their perspectives and their their uh, their opinions on what's going on and how to get how to get back home and things like that. I wanted more to be going on, but instead it was just Adam Driver's character and the, the little girl and then they can't talk because they speak a different language. So he's just like drawing things and stuff like, and, and it's fine. It's just, it's more simple than I wanted it to be. I was expecting some grand sci-fi scale, uh, tale, grand sci-fi tale. And it was just really more of a sci-fi thriller. Um, and that's just not my personal taste. So maybe people are into that. I think I saw a lot of positive comments on the trailer. A lot of people saying they really liked the movie. Uh, personally, for me, it wasn't my cup of tea. I, I enjoyed it. Like, I mean, it's not amazing. I thought, obviously, the ending was very predictable. Um, but I liked it. Like, I like, I, I like sometimes when you have to see have actors act and like they have to play off each other more. It's not just dialogue. Uh, there's they're they're actually acting off of each other, um, and how uh, and that was really cool f- to see it, as far as that. Uh, I thought that little girl did a really good job of acting uh, in a role. Adam Driver does a good job too, I think. Um, the dinosaur part is, I probably agree, not agree necessarily that they're all like um, uh, 
carnivores. Um, I think maybe like the flying ones weren't carnivores. I don't know. They but they weren't technically attacking her. They were just kind of there on the beach. So there wasn't. We weren't sure if they were trying to. They were going to try to attack her, or they were just kind of. Or she was just kind of afraid because it was just like I don't know what these things are. I don't want to, you know, get hurt by them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, the dinosaurs. As far as says, I feel like. They kind of didn't. I wish I had gone to uh, like more of like a what we what we know now what dinosaurs probably look like like with fe- like some had feathers and um, because people uh, like you know have connected them to like uh, connect them to be like of of uh, uh, aviation uh, aviation uh, birds like essentially. Um, so I, I had wished they had done some stuff like that with the dinosaur with, with what they looked like. Um, outside of that, like I said, like I said, I thought it was enjoyable and I liked the little twist of it being essentially like they need to get to this safe space because while they're at 65 million years ago, it's essentially they get there when uh, like the big, the big tw- uh, spoiler again, we've obviously been giving away spoilers, but the big twist is uh, the reason what their goal to try to get to their escape pod essentially is that they've landed on earth when the big um, the meteors hit hit uh, earth and that's what uh, originally distra- uh, uh, kind of threw off their original mission because so in, in the movie they show Adam Driver is going on this mission uh, to like a two year mission that involves uh, like some kind of exploration, um, and he's t- and it's like a big ship of people, obviously, that are going to this to this other destination. Um, and the reason he goes there is because they show like in, in the beginning he's he needs money f- for his daughter because um, his daughter has some kind of illness, and this money is going to help you know pay for her her remedy cure. Um, obviously, we later find out that it. it it didn't work out because uh, she, her daughter, his daughter, just couldn't make it. But they show like why that he's there in that ship is not just like a random occurrence. And and the reason they get uh, um, put off track in their mission is because oh, we got another freeze on Salim's side. Um... I don't want to finish this thought because he's going to end up re- repeating himself. So let's just give him a second. Basically, it shows that, you know, uh, they get thrown off the path because of the asteroids. And essentially, they land on Earth when that major, the the, the asteroids or the meteors that essentially made the dinosaurs go extinct is that's when they land on earth um, and they're trying to escape from the pod because of that. And so that thought that was cool. Um, but like I said, I enjoyed, I just thought it was a fun movie. It was different than what you're, you're used to seeing out there right now. Um, as far as all the other things that movies that are being made. Um, and obviously I'm not talking about like the, the, the more Oscar movies. Those are obviously different, but when you're talking about like, a, a sci-fi movie it's not like you know part of like some kind of uh a sci-fi thriller movie. it's not part of like a big chain uh 
uh, movie of movies or whatever. It was like a different storyline, and, and that's what I appreciated. I just I enjoyed the movie uh, as a whole. Like I said, I didn't think it was amazing by any means, but like I said, the overall different parts of it, I, I appreciated, and I thought it was fun. You know, one of the things though, I, I um, that made it more of a negative experience to me also. Um, was sure, like I got you know they're diff- they're not humans. They come from another planet, different technology and stuff. He's got this really cool gun, but he, the gun made it very uninteresting of a movie because, with the exception of the like the T Rexes or whatever the large dinosaurs were at the end, of uh, every d- encounter he had, every dinosaur died in one shot. Everything was a one-shot kill. He was, and he was very good at it, uh, at, at shooting. Which I'm fine him him being a, a good soldier or, or explorer or whatever. Um, but he was basically he's playing like a, a game, and everything was killed in one shot. Whether it's small little things or medium size, average size, you know, human-sized dinosaurs, whatever, they all died uh, pretty much in one shot, with the exception of. Uh, the, the big, the big, like I said, the T-Rexes and stuff. So it just made it not as fun um, because I wanted something more interesting to happen. And the only one time uh, that I can recall that there was an interesting inter- interaction, uh, they were in that cave uh, that, that collapsed on them. And then he's got that weird device that, pretty much does whatever he needed it to do. Uh, but in this case, it was like a motion detector or whatever. So he's fighting this one design dinosaur that's in the cave with them and he's trying to shoot it and, and fight it off, but they don't show the fight. Like they, they actually cut to the device and the, the device itself, it has like they said, the motion detector. So, detection and you can see them on the device fighting and they're just like little things bump moving up and down while they're actually fighting in the like another like off screen the the actual fight was happening off screen i'm like like come on like show me that like i i think this is cool with this little device thing but i want to actually see them fight because they there hasn't been any fights it's just been him shooting stuff um this whole whole movie and if they really wanted to show that little device thing i think they could have done it where the shot was you know the camera is on the device and you can see the device moving and all of the the dinosaur and adam driver fighting but also show them fighting in the background so that they they're both mirrored at the same time so that way you can show the device doing it but i still want to see the actual fight and that that's one of the disappointing things for me I mean, there was other scenes that were like close calls, like when he breaks his hand or shoulder when he falls from the tree. Like he, he's trying to get his shoulder back in his socket and his everything uh, before those things attack them. So it's not perfectly, you know, and it's like about like 50 of those things coming at them. So yeah, as soon as he close. popped it back in, he's, he just went Rambo on them and shot them all in one shot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was uh, one more uh, interesting than okay, you know. I mean that that's fine, but then I mean, that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, I, I guess we do, but for me, like if they just die in one shot, it's like he it, he only ran out of ammo at the end of the movie. Uh, it, that was the only point that he ran out of ammo, 
and that's when he just you know ditched the gun and then the girl gets abducted at the at, by the the one of them and then when he finally finishes fighting off that horde of them he comes in and shoots the one that abducted her and then that was it that you know that that's that's what i'm saying it was like it's all kind of fighting and also i I do want to bring up this and uh, because i wasn't sure maybe you were paying more attention to this than i was so this girl she steals like uh the pictures or they're kind of like just say sd cards with pictures of 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 adam driver's daughter and they have all of these messages on them for then they they shoot projections of his daughter talking you know this is what i did today and you know today was rough and you know dancing or making painting playing piano or whatever that she was doing i don't Mm -hmm. remember but i was confused because again as you said he left on this mission when he left she was like you know he's i have to go on this mission and she said dad i know that you have to go it's because of me no it's for you because i need this money so you can have your treatment right well what when did she die because while these are pre-recorded these are pre-recorded right they're messages that they send her them along the way like he i mean it's a it's a so you're saying what is like internet across the space that yeah, he has these little discs? messages yeah because he had more than messages. one of them it wasn't just he like one disc, right he can yeah he can, well there's different messages that they that's been sent to him like throughout his like as he's away on the trip so why did that's he need more is. than one of these things because there are probably different ones that are being sent to him like a disc that being sent like he created new discs probably so what well, he like burned like a cd or something well, i'm just saying like did he know when he went on this mission that she died how long did he how long along uh, are we on this mission that she's already dead in this movie but they mentioned like, he, she we... dies while he's on the mission he mentions in the movie she dies while she's on, he's on this mystic mission in the middle of the mission, he, she, she, he mentions it to her, to the little girl. Yeah, and, I know he says that's a her, but it's more of these are pre-recorded. And then, so did he, did she pre-record her death? No. Like, everyone, like, did she die? She no. didn't die live. She died while he was on the mission. <laughs> so these right. are messages the, he got from her while he was away. And then leading up to like the final message is like when when she's on her deathbed, essentially, we see that final message. But all these other messages were while she was away and she's just communicating with them. As far as like why there's so many discs, I mean, I think that's semantics, really. Like, I don't like space, who knows? I don't know. Maybe maybe so we're a disconnect on how I think technology would work in a fictional setting because I don't understand why there would be him knowing that she's dead. Like I guess I guess she she didn't die before he left is what you're saying, but he she died on the way and then it was a transmission that he kept. Is that what you're trying to say that he that? It happened, and then he just kept the the log of it. 
I guess is what he's saying. Um, that's that's the only thing that I, I'm I'm trying to to understand. Uh, there he is. Um, I'm guessing what you're saying is that there's a tr- that she died after he left, but there was transmission sent to him that he recorded and kept. Yeah. Okay. Like there met like there's just like messages that were sent, like kind of like like as we're as we're um, like we're communicating like or email like emails that were sent to him or um video messages or voice recordings or whatever like if i like if we're on uh like we were communicating over time and he kept those um communications basically for his purposes because that was like his way of of him being able to watch those again because he knows he's never going to be able to see his daughter again um so those are like the last moments of her life essentially um so yeah, like I think that's just kind of assumed. That's what that is, um, as far as what those recordings are, because like they explain that he she dies while he's in, like he goes away on the ship because of for her to obviously get that money uh, for her treatment, but obviously the treatment that they're doing it just doesn't work. Uh, so they while he's on that tr- on this. Tr- uh, whatever mission that he's on, um, there are messages that are being sent to her about her. Like she's just communicating with her or the things that she's doing or like, oh, like I miss you and things like that or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, um, any any final thoughts or anything else that you want to comment about about the movie? Um, I, like I said, I don't know what the audience, like how it well is done at the box office, if there are plans for a sequel, but I will just ask you a jokingly question. I want to point that out. If there is a sequel to 65, what do you think they'll call it? 65 2, 65 squared, 64, or 66? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a sequel planned. <laughs> I don't think there is. Um, You're supposed to just answer the question. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> you gotta just got to pick one. All right, Salim is frozen. He's going to go with 65 squared is what I'm going to ask for. Um, all right, so um, I don't know if we'll get Salim back in time, but um, that is the end of the show. And I do want to thank you all for watching. Uh, it's been fun. Again, that was just a joke. We're just messing around. Um, so that does that call it for the night. So have a good night. I do thank everyone for watching. Make sure you uh, check in on all of the other programs that are on Barroom Network. Uh, we've got some some hockey, some hockey stuff because playoffs is happening pretty soon. Baseball's heating up pretty soon. A lot of Bears transactions have been going on. I don't know anything about who or what any of these players are, but I know there's a lot of free agency stuff and trades. The draft is coming back pretty soon uh, as well. So if you're interested in keeping up with the Bears, the Bulls, uh, the Cubs, the Sox, and the Blackhawks. Make sure you uh, keep it locked here on Barroom Network. And, of course, more science fiction as we talk about more things uh, in the science fiction realm. Uh, we will be covering Shazam, uh, Fury of the Gods. Uh, should be the next episode or very soon. So uh, that movie comes out tomorrow. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. So 
Uh, have a good night and peace out.